Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. Oilers now. Royal Pizza. Pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. And Royal Pizza has been a uh, sponsor of mine for over 20 years now, dating all the way back to my Golden Bears broadcast in the late 1990s. Uh, now up to 15 locations around the city of Edmonton. It's because radio w- works. That's what I tell Mike Hanley all the time at Royal Pizza. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca. Download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Everything's real at Royal. It's old school, big boy pizza. None of that synthetic, cheap, make you thin stuff, all right? Uh, that's what it's at. Off recommendation Mediterranean chicken. Without further ado, courtesy of our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication, and uh, oh, you do have the clip uh, electrical prefabrication, solar, electrical construction and service, Canadian Power Pack, Brian Burke. But before we put Brian on, we're just going to replay a clip what Brian said after the Edmonton Oilers. Um, Relieve Peter Shirelli of his duties as POHO and GM. I asked Brian Burke, was it important for Bob Nicholson to get uh, an experienced GM or a rookie GM? Here's what Brian You've Burke said. You've got to get this right. Doug McLean said this last night during our broadcast. The pressure on Bobby Nicholson is intense to get this right. So to me, it cannot be a rookie GM unless they bring in a president of hockey operations with some gray hair to help this guy. You do not want a guy with training wheels on running the Edmonton Oilers. This can't be a learn the job, on the job. It's not an internship. It's not a coded work with your dad. It's a GM of an NHL team that is in deep trouble. They need a guy with experience, brains, and balls. That's Brian Burke from January. Uh, he is the prophet, and I'm going to find out uh, next year when we do playoff predictions. After Brian, I've had a terrible year in playoff predictions, so I'm going to start listening to you. You nailed it. Uh, did you think at that time that Ken Holland was going to be an option for the Edmonton Oilers? No, because uh, our feeling was that we were all watching Stevie Eisenman very carefully, and there were constant rumors that he was going back to Detroit. But all those scenarios included or involved Kenny staying on. And I think, you know, the, this notion where Detroit got the guy they wanted, but Edmonton was able to get the guy they wanted, I think everyone landed in the right chair, in musical chairs, and everyone's happy. So, you know, Kenny's got extensive roots in Alberta, born in B.C., but junior hockey and scouting and different things, all kinds of relatives everywhere in Alberta. He's got three rings, um, a, a 
totally respected executive. Uh, I think it's a great hire. I think it'll be work out terrifically. What would you say to the, uh, and you know, I, I will say this, uh, Ken had a strong day, I think, in the eyes of maybe some of the undecideds on Tuesday because of the energy level that he had. Um, but there, there were, I think there were some people out there that thought he was, quote-unquote, longer tooth or maybe the game had passed the Red Wings by. Uh, how would you respond to critics like that? Well, first off, age is a number. I mean, it's it's all about your faculties and your your work ethic and everything else. I mean, there is Warren Buffett too old to do what he does. I mean, the fact of the matter is, Kenny's a sharp guy, and he felt that he still had the passion to do this. Um, I don't I don't see that as a factor. See, what happens here when you hire someone is the people that wanted a younger analytics guy will say, "Oh, look, Detroit's been terrible for a few years." Yep. <laughs> Excuse me. But the people ignore the fact that I think Detroit has actually undergone a pretty sneaky little rebuild here in the last two months, three months of the season. They've worked in a bunch of kids yep. and really shortened their time frame in terms of rebuilding to what they had. Now, you're in a hard cap system, folks. I got news for you. You're going to go from years of success to years of hard times. That's what 32 teams soon to be. And 16 playoff teams. That's what happens. Is you're not you're not going to see teams that stay atop the pile for 15, 20 years. You're not. There's going to be turnover. Detroit's in the turnover cycle. Anaheim won a cup. They're in the turnover cycle. The rebuild cycle. L.A. won two cups. They're in the rebuild cycle. Chicago. This is how it works in a hard cap system. That's how it's designed to work. It's right. designed to give teams a chance to compete. So yes, Detroit's in the middle of a rebuild. You can point to Kenny and say. Last eight years, he's done nothing. The fact of the matter is, he's undergone. They're well into the rebuild, which is what Edmonton has to do now. Yeah, you know it's interesting, Brian. And I went one and seven in the opening round of the playoffs because I always play the favorites. And I, you know, I took Tampa, I took Pittsburgh, and what we saw, you know, is there there were a bunch of surprises that nobody saw coming. There were also organizations like the Islanders last year brought in Lou Lamarillo in his mid seventies. And he hired Barry Trotz, a defensive-minded coach, and the team went from worst in the league defensively to first. So Ken Holland says the first place of business is to hire a head coach. Should Dave Tippett, because of his abilities to coach defense, be near that top of that list? Well, first off, I don't agree that's his first priority. I think that, uh, and I don't want to argue with Kenny because we've been friends forever. I mean, you know, he, he and I go back and working in this business 30 years, and I played against him when I played in the American League. He was at Binghamton when I was in Maine, so that's going back. And, okay. uh, so my first priority, where I can hold, and I think he's doing them both at the same time, so I guess we're splitting hairs. I would start to interview coaching candidates, um, that, and, but at the same time, the number one priority for me is the draft and evaluation of senior staff, and that's kind of what you're going to do together. So Bob Nicholson wisely postponed their amateur and pro scouting meetings until Kenny was in place. So Kenny's going to spend the better part of the next 10 days locked in boardrooms with all the decision makers at the Edmonton Oilers. And he's going to have an opportunity to figure out which guys know what they're doing, which guys share his vision for the type of players they want, how they want to play, and which guys don't. And then I expect you'll see, first off, He'll be satisfied that they're ready for the draft. But second, I think you'll see some personnel changes, at least one or two, where there's not a fit or, more typically, almost everyone wants to bring guys with them. 
Mm-hmm. So I always took Dave Nolis along if I could. I took Bob Murray to Anaheim. Um, you know, top guys, top, top guys. So my guess is there will be a couple senior positions that Kenny will want to bring guys for, and you'll see some change. Then he'll be satisfied with the team he's kept, the play, you know, the personnel he's kept, and he'll feel comfortable going to the draft. During that time, free at night, free in the morning, interview a couple coaching candidates. I don't think there's a huge rush on that. There's two other teams looking, but I think Kenny would get his choice of the candidates if there's a guy he wants. So you would say, okay, that's interesting because Buffalo's uh, looking and they've been looking for a while. And we're we are hearing that there's some some of the guys that interviewed there have been told they're out in Buffalo, which would lead us to believe that maybe they're closing in on a. But you think Edmonton would be the priority for potential free agent coaches? Yep. Why is that? Connor. Well, that's you got a kid. You got a kid there with the first name Connor. It's a good start. So my ability, if I'm a coach, and they got Jack Eichel, they got some good kids too, but you got Connor and you got Leon. Yep. So you're starting with the best player in the league and a top 30 forward. I got news for you, Bob. I never started with assets like that. I ran five teams. I never started with assets like that. And I'm not dumping on the players I had. I inherited some good players. Yep. But never like that. So to me, you're starting with a couple of picture cards in your hand in a poker game if you're a coach in Edmonton, that you don't have other places. Uh, So, you know, Brian, you know that I talk to the various different members of our organization on at least a weekly basis. You know, six to eight different guys, uh, some amateur, some pro, obviously the coaches every day. I mean, you got to do a show called Oilers Now. That kind of comes with the territory. you got to have a feel for it. How unsettling, because you've, I'm going to assume, you've come into situations where you've taken over. How unsettling is it for the incumbent employees in those roles when a new guy comes in? like if And if you're the manager and you've been in these shoes before, how do you read, like, can a guy be too pushy with this, like want to get too much time in front of you? Do you do you, do you sort of, like, like how, I'd be interested to know, you know, what how, what's the easiest way for a manager to assess whether or not a guy is worth keeping or not? Well, I think going through the the process of combination of you got to remember Kenny scouted a lot this year, right? So a lot of these players are going to be talking about he knows. So he's got the advantage of saying you Bob Stoffer, you Brian Burke, tell me about this player Joe Smith from Buffalo, and he knows the player. So it's going to be pretty apparent to him if you know what you're talking about, or if you've done the proper background research on this player that Kenny might have already done when he was in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So I think part of it is. You work with these people, sit through the meetings. It's apparent who knows what they're doing and who is who doesn't. You also get some downtime. Hey, come and have a coffee with me, some one-on-one time. So I think there's a way to do it. I never cleaned house. I never went in and got rid of ten people. Right. I would give I would give everyone a chance and make one or two changes, and then give everyone a chance, and then tailor it, tailor it as I went along. Contrast when Brendan Shanahan came in, uh, they they fired like twelve or fourteen people in one day or two days. So it it has been done. It is unsettling. You see it more in the NFL, right? Where a head coach gets fired and you know as many as fourteen guys get turfed. So it's it is unsettling. But you know there's nothing you can do about it. What I used to say to people is, look, I'm going to take as much time as I can, and that's unsettling for you to sit there on pins and needles while I do that. I'll do it as quickly as I can, but I'm going to take as much time as I need. If that's unsettling and you want to live with it, come see me and we can end it right now. 
Brian Burke joining us, courtesy of Canadian Power Pack. By the way, you mentioned your relationship with Bob Nicholson. Uh, we know that Ken Holland was being compensated, uh, and the rumors had it in the mid-threes uh, in his new role in Detroit. Um, how do you envision, I mean, you've been there before when you wanted somebody. Uh, maybe it was a coach. Maybe it was a player. you got to sell out to ownership to do the spend. Maybe not so much in Toronto because seemingly they had all the money in the world. But Ken Holland came at a price here, and uh, that had to get approved, didn't it? Yeah, it's reported. Let's, let's stress that it's reported. I mean, I hope for Kenny's sake it's accurate. Good for him. Yeah. But you got you know, I started to say you guys. I'm in the media now. Yeah. The media's been wrong on reported. My my salary in Toronto was never reported properly or correctly. Never once. No one ever got it right. They so you're always, you were always making more than what people thought is what you're saying, right? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Actually, yes. So I, and, and plus... If this if this is Canadian money, what's what's it worth in U.S.? If it is in fact five million dollars, what is that in today's dollars? Three million Canadian? Yeah, like three point four, three point three. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it, 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 I hope it's a, a true number, but uh, obviously Daryl Cates said this, if this is the guy you want, and this is what we have to pay him to get him, let's do it. And I think you know, like I said, I don't follow. Like I have a Twitter account. Yes. So my oldest daughter does it for me. So it's it's my stuff. I tell her what to put on it, but I have no access to it. Right. Because it would be lethal if I could access a Twitter account. So with my temper. So. Um, <laughs> do you get I mad at some? Do you get mad at some? Oh. Of, like I can tell you, I got pretty. You know, um, just there was and there was a piece written today about the overreaction that was directed towards uh, Daryl Cates, some people taking personal shots, and then how all these guys had to back off once they realized there was an illness involved. Uh, we were at an event where we saw Daryl in January, and it was just, it's just implicitly understood you shut the blank up on certain topics, right? That just comes with the territory when you work for an organization. Uh, and it took a, I was very close to firing a couple back at a couple guys, but, you know, you got one too is what you're saying, eh? You'd, you'd have no, to. I, what, what I'm saying is I don't follow anybody. So these people post these. And it's like I said on Hockey Central, and they don't tweet me or Twitter me or whatever you do because yeah. I don't read any of them, and I don't care anyway. Yeah. But what's amusing is people say, did you see the feedback? They went after Mr. Cates for his personality or for his appearance. Like, that's anyone's business to comment on. Yeah. I think it's really inappropriate. But also they said... Kenny Holland, uh, a lot of people in Edmonton or in Alberta said they needed young, a younger guy that needed newer blood. And like you say, Lou Amarillo, it's about their ability to do the job, yes. their mental alertness, their physical yes. health. And, and with that, there's plenty of people who are capable of doing this job into their 80s. Yeah. Uh, well, absolutely. There's some there's some sharp, sharp guys out there. All right, so now we're going to put you on the spot here because three months ago you said, if I'm Bob Nicholson, I ha you know this is not a job for a rookie GM. So on the and they brought in Ken Holland, and I'll be frank, Brian, I never thought the owners were going to get Ken Holland. So I'm pretty happy, right? Uh, but yep. when it comes, does the does the head coach that Ken hires, given Ken's experience in the business? Is it a prerequisite for the head coach to have had NHL head coaching experience? It would be. It would be for me, yes. But I, I, again, if there's a guy, okay. So I'll give you an example. Red Wings hired Jeff Blashill. Yeah. 
Ohio, Miami, where my son, my younger son went. Okay. Then he went to Western Michigan, then he went to Grand Rapids, then he's in the NHL. So they're not afraid of fast-tracking a coach. Right. So it could be an American League guy, a top guy. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. But then look for a gray-haired assistant. I would put the same caveat. If it's not a guy with extensive NHL experience, look for a guy on the bench who has extensive NHL coaching experience, an assistant coach. Do you think Tippett would be a good uh, fit here, Dave Tippett? Uh, I, you know, uh, Dave. I've known Dave Tippett for years. His style and mine aren't the same. I okay. wouldn't hire him because okay. I like a black and blue team. But Kenny, you know, Kenny, when Kenny went to Detroit, there was a chain gang. They, there was a tough team. Yeah. And then over time, they've evolved. Then the games evolved too. And Kenny's gone more Euro, more Greenpeace, and that's kind of how uh, Tippy's teams played in Arizona. So there might be a good fit there. All right, talk- I, I would. I would. Dave Tippett wouldn't be a candidate to coach my team. Not personality-wise, because he's a good guy. Yeah, but just styles of play. Brian Burke joining us for Canadian Power Pack. What about a guy like Todd Nelson, who was an interim head coach here? Then he uh, obviously Pete Chiarelli was like, "Well, you can go back to Bakersfield." He said, "No, I'm going to move on." Uh, Gil Scott's his agent. Uh, Gil got him into uh, helped. Uh, you know, Kenny hired him in Grand Rapids. He won a Calder Cup uh, and then moved to the Dallas as an associate this year, assistant coach this year. Can you bring a guy back who's been an interim head coach in your market before? Well, I think I think Nelson's a really top young guy. So yes, and he's had experience in the organization, knows the players, players trust him. Has been a head coach in the minors, had success. I'm really impressed with him. Yeah. I think he's. I think he should be on that short list for sure. Uh, Jay Woodcroft has one year of head coaching experience anywhere. He was an associate in San Jose, uh, was an assistant in uh, Dallas, and then an associate in San Jose and Edmonton. Can a guy who's been one year a head coach, he's done a terrific job with the farm team down there this year, should he merit consideration? Well, I know the family a little bit because his brother Todd worked for us in Calgary, and they're really impressive, and he's done a good job. I would say no because of his youthfulness, but... Again, I would never. I would say that he's probably not going to make the short list because of his youth. But again, I'm a great believer. My father, who's passed away, always thought age and experience were the most overrated qualities in the world. So I would be very happy to hear that he was a candidate for it because I think he's going to be a good coach. All right, we've I've given you three. We've talked about Tippett. We've talked about Todd Nelson. We've talked about Jay Woodcroft. Anybody you care to throw out there that you think might make sense here? Well, I think the, I think the one guy that's getting all kinds of notice, but it's not a good fit there, is Dallas Eakins. But I don't think that movie has to be seen again. I don't think he'd come back. He's going. He's, to, he's going to Anaheim, isn't he? He's going to be Anaheim's head coach. That's why they haven't announced. I, I would be. I would be shocked if he's not. But because they're still playing, I, yeah. I don't think that's happened. All right, uh, one final one for you, Brian. What would you do if you were Ken Holland with Milan Lucic? I'd leave him be. Yeah. You don't save much. You don't save much in the buyout because of the way it's structured. He's a quality person. His teammates like him. He prevents a lot of mayhem out there just by being Luch. I'd leave him be. This notion to trade him for Louis Erickson. Why would you do that? Why would you trade him for Louis Erickson? Like this guy still has value. He's expensive, but that's never the athlete's fault. If a guy's overpaid, that's my fault. Yeah. Uh, well, I've he has a dimension that Louie doesn't have. I think we both. That is, hey, you can say what you want and be frustrated about the lack of Lucic's offensive production. At the end of the day, he's been a cooler for Edmonton. 
Do you, do you, At the no? end of the day, I, I can tell you from my team's playing him, he bothered us. Right. Like, Milan Lucic bothers you. You know, you're like, okay, we, we'd like to run. We'd like to run their defense. We'd, we'd, we'd like to run Connor. We'd like to run Leon. We'd like to run their defense. But then uh, there's Milan coming out, so maybe we'll just rub them out instead of drilling them. You were in he the, is still a nuclear deterrent. You were in the next booth to me last year when he got into it with Smith. Remember at the end of the year? Yep. <laughs> you were pissed off. I Yes, I used some language that would not be appropriate in this show. <laughs> I remember a lot. Jack just looked over and I'm howling. And, and then uh, to the credit of, um, uh, who's the kid that played? Did he play at Brown? I'm, I'm thinking, uh, or Darthmouth. Hathaway. Uh, no, no, no. It wasn't, no, it was, you called him up from the minors. And he took the, the guy had been in the league before, bounced around a bit. Uh, not Hathaway. He bounced him out of different organizations. I'm trying to think of who fought him after the Mike Smith thing. It's like the third last game of the year. Uh, yeah, I forget who was that. Oh, that'll, somebody will text us. It wasn't Proud. No, it wasn't Proud. He fought Proud before. Uh, yeah. Wow. Tanner Glass. Tanner, wasn't it? Good job, Brendan. It was Tanner, Tanner Glass. Glass. Dar- Dartmouth guy. Dartmouth Tanner guy. Glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a beauty. Brian, thanks for your time. Thanks for making time for us today. And uh, we'll see if you're prophetic once again. Okay. Okay, thanks. You bet. That is Brian Burke from NHL Hockey on Rogers. Yes. <laughs> Lucic got uh, Giordano game a little. He shoved Giordano to the ice in front of the net on a power play, and then Mike Smith came in and chopped at him, and then Luch turned around and popped him a couple times, and Brian was a little upset, <laughs> to say the least. Oh, man, that was awesome. Uh, I'd like to thank our guest today, Brian Burke, Craig Simpson. Uh, tomorrow for River Cree Resort and Casino. We'll have Elliot Friedman on the show. Ken Holland, Oilers President of Hockey Operations, GM at 1 o'clock, and a special guest at 1.30 as well. Tonight, Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Final between Boston and Carolina on 6.30 Chad, beginning at 6 p.m. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chad afternoon news with Jalen I. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.